Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Chasing Breadcrumbs. And I have a special treat for you today. My wonderful, amazing friend, Jen, she is here to talk all about the joys of being multi-passionate. And of course, this is the part, as if you've listened to an episode, this is the part where you know I read her bio. Only it's Jen, and she's multi-passionate. So she has sent me a bio with like... Just line after line after line of all of the things she does. So I'm going to compress it just to give you a flavor. And we will dig into all of the things that Jen does. So Jen has been in real estate for over seven years and teaches Pilates on the side. She's been teaching for a decade now and is fell in love with Pilates because of technique, which stems from ballet techniques, because of course she danced 10 years Uh, figure skated, grew up doing all the sports. Now she gardens. She's interested in architecture, (laughs) landscape, decor. She used to do interior design. She owns two restaurants. Uh, Jen. Oh, and of course she likes a dirty gin martini with blue cheese stuffed olives, which I didn't know was a thing, but there you go. Jen's always teaching me something. Um, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh, and she loves to host a good party. I could go on. There are more details in her bio, but we're going to dig into the multi-passionate nature that is Jen. Hi, Jen. Hi. How are you? I'm great. (laughs) Thank you for having me today. I'm so grateful you come and hang out with me for a little bit. And You know, as you know, the big overarching theme, because I kind of gave you the spiel before we hit record, but the big theme is, oh, just beating that drum for people that there is no correct way. And the reason that I wanted to bring you on, partly because I just like hanging out with you because you're my friend. And by the way, she was my realtor as well. We met through the real estate game. Um, Is there is a lot out there, I think, right now of like, focus. And I love focus. So I'm not disparaging focus, but it's like, pick a thing, become masterful at that thing, spend your entire life on that thing. And that is great. If that feels good and correct for you. And it feels like a straight jacket, if that is not good and correct for you. So yeah, Jen, I would love to hear, um, we'll start with kind of your story. So some of, if you could share with us some of these breadcrumbs you followed over the years, those like hints and nudges and whispers of, Ooh, I might be interested in this. And that might lead to, and I might be interested in this. And because yeah, you are a poster child for, if you're interested in something, go and find out about the thing. So I'd love to hear some of those breadcrumbs you followed. We'll start there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, honestly, what you just said about me, I didn't even think that I was that way. And then hearing it, it's like, oh yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I really do just follow what uh, interests me, but it kind of all started. So, I mean, when you're, when you're finishing high school, you're just like, what am I going to go into? It kind of happened so fast. And so I went to university, got my business degree and, you know, you have your part-time job working at mm-hmm. a bank and you know, it all started where I met one of my clients at the bank. She owned a Pilates studio and we became amazing friends. And I totally got into that realm, that world um, from my banking job and Mm. fell in love with it because like I said, you know, it has that stems from ballet technique. So I followed it, loved it, started training in it. And, um, And then I realized I 
had such a passion for houses, like all things houses. So I got my realtor license 2015 and uh, followed that. But then I realized I liked more, a little bit more than just selling the house or helping somebody find a house. Um, And then, yeah, again, realized I'm very good and passionate about like design and decor and kind of started to get into that world as well. And then dove into a few renovations myself and it just kind of like snowballed and I never kind of let go. I always left room to do those things that I love. And along the journey, you meet people. And like you said, a lot of people are super scared to like, okay, well, I'm in real estate or I'm in this job. I don't really have time or it's going to distract me. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It's It becomes a lot. <laughs> but why why not follow something that makes you happy or mm-hmm. more like fires up that passion inside of you follow that because it's clearly something you should do right mm. and okay. how okay so I have so many questions already we're gonna <laughs> I've, I've only have like 40 minutes left with you I've got like seven hours of questions <laughs> so we'll see how what I get through um okay so one of those breadcrumbs you followed was was the Pilates. And that was, that was really just you being a warm and engaging person and building a relationship with someone who happened to be interested. It it was really a fluke, like in terms of even learning that that was a thing and understanding more about it and then getting involved in it. Now here's what, you know, we hear now that we're like older people and not in school and we hear things like, well, but you're never going to make money at that. So why bother? Like that's never going to pay the mortgage. So why bother? Do you feel like, I mean, obviously I'm sure you had a naivete because you were younger and you were in school and blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. That doesn't seem to be a thing that stops you from getting interested in things. So I'm just curious, do do you feel that urge to like shut it down? It won't pay the mortgage or, and if you do, how do you handle it? Or do you just not even hear that voice? Like, how does that work for you? No, no, I do hear that voice. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You do because like you need to make money, but it doesn't stop me from doing it because I love it so much, Mm -hmm. but you have to kind of divide your time, right? And still have that thing that makes you money until you can maybe turn that passion into something that makes you money. And I think if you love something so much, you find a way to do that. Mm. I think so. Even Mm. if it's like looked at, okay, well, you, you know, you can't really make that much money just owning a studio or something like that, but you, you definitely can find a way there's a will, there's a way. I Mm -hmm. think, um, actually that same lady that I met, she happened to be, uh, She's Samoan. She's Polynesian. And I actually learned that style of dance from her. And like for like a couple year period, we did like uh, performances together all around the city. And we like the full long skirt with like the Tahitian hips and stuff like that. Yeah, I learned all of that and kind of went that direction with her too. 
Well, no. <laughs> See, that wasn't even in the bio. No, that wasn't even in there. But yeah, that was super fun. We did like crazy events together. Then she had to move to Toronto, but mm. uh, yeah, we still keep connected. And that was interesting to learn that style of dance too. Mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah, I to answer your question, I definitely think about those things too with everything I do. But sometimes it's just not about making money. Mm. it's just like, okay, do this, enjoy it. And then you meet people and it kind of like leads you on this little path to somewhere else. Cause Mm. when you look back at it, I don't know about you, but I look back and I'm like, wow, putting it all together, doing this led me to meet this person and that person. And it's kind of cool. It's interesting. (laughs) And do you feel like, cause from an outsider, it you are so warm and engaging. Like just to give the backstory, we met you at an open house for a house we didn't even put an offer on. Yeah. And we just walked away going, we need Jen to be our realtor. She's so nice. So like we, it was nothing even to do with the house you were selling. We just, I think emailed or called and we're like, hi, we don't want the house you were selling, but will you be our realtor? And she's like, yeah. So like a huge theme, I think for you, you're so warm, you're so engaging, you're so interesting has been, I imagine the relationships that you've built, or you've just happened to meet someone who happened to to be interested in this thing or that thing. Um, How do you stay open to, I don't know, just like getting to know people. So many of us were in line at the bank and we're on our phone and we're like, I'm so socially awkward. I'm like desperately trying to avoid humans. Like I'm sweating. I'm like, you're just like, hi, just like, Hey, how do you stay so open to people around you? You know what? I, I think I get it from my mom. She's Mm -hmm. very, um, social, maybe more so than me, but I have this, I don't know if I was just born with it, but when I meet somebody within that first, like 10 seconds, I already, know what type of person they are. And I don't know, maybe I'm like able to not like a chameleon, but like, you know, like you can just kind of understand that person. Cause honestly, when you're in the service industry, you meet all types of people. You know? <laughs> but yeah. I guess I'm, I'm just able to understand people right away. And then usually you can, you can connect with anybody on some level maybe it's just one little thing that you have in common and yeah I think I just find it fascinating to meet people see what they're about and yeah I just talk about I think I don't know it's just so interesting life you know Mm -hmm. does that make any sense Mm -hmm. yeah and how do you find for you I mean, again, this podcast stemmed from my burnout of just trying to go at things in a way that was not correct for me and my energy and all the things <laughs> my dogs just decided to be awake and harass me. <laughs> what, what fun. <laughs> Whose idea was it to get a dog? And when I say that around Ray, my five-year-old, she's always like, that was your idea, mommy. I'm like, good. So sarcasm isn't okay, cool. Um, <laughs> your chaos crew. Yeah. My, my chaos crew. Um, how do you avoid burnout or, or maybe you don't avoid it and you just deal with it. I don't know, but, um, you have so many interests and you're involved in so many things. How does it not take you out at times? You know what? Yeah. Burnout is real. It, mm. uh, 
it's definitely got me many times, but I actually feel like those hobbies and those passions, those are what keep me, keep me going. Um, but then they do like, um, but I will say, yeah, burnout. If, if you are feeling that you have, you can't ignore it because you will crash. And, um, I've felt that many times, especially in the realtor world, Mm. it's, it's stressful. It's fast paced. It's, you know, there's a lot about it that, yeah, can easily burn you out. And, um, I guess through the years, it took me some time to learn this, but you have to just learn to listen to yourself and say, it's time I need, I need a break or I need to like step away from this you know, like maybe social media, or maybe um, just going to events or or whatever it is. But yeah, you have to just listen to your body. Otherwise, you're not going to excel in anything that you do. Mm-hmm. So I've definitely experienced it. I actually, as a realtor, got rid of my social media. Mm-hmm. For a and mm-hmm. then I mean, it wasn't good for business. But sure. I was like, I just I don't think this is like helping me right now. You know, I was more like meeting people face to face. That's my thing. And um, it was good for me because it was just so many outlets for people to reach you on. Right. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't keep up with this. So, yeah, I guess just understanding what's burning you out. Um, and sometimes it takes stepping away and like looking at it from the outside. Hmm. To really know. Oh my gosh. Okay. There's so many things in there that were so good. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I know <laughs> I, I should be taking notes, but then I'm recording this. So it's fine. Um, yeah. So there's so many good things in there that I just want to make sure people caught. So one is you, you kind of, you mentioned at the beginning that your hobbies actually insulate you from burnout. So it sounds like part of what you're saying is it's not necessarily the quantity of stuff you have go- going on. It's like, what, what, what are the things you have going on? How much of them give you back energy and how much of them drain you? And is that balance correct? And and all of that. So I think that is huge. And how do you, like you said, paying attention to your body. And I'm assuming part of that is like, what is draining me? What is giving me energy back? How, how do you pay attention to that? Cause Jen, I gotta be honest, a lot of people I know, and especially women, but, but lots of cool dudes too they don't, they've been trained not to pay attention to that. You know what I mean? Like we are conditioned through school and through our internships and then through beginning of our career to like, if your body is tired, you shut that shit down and you hustle and you push and you keep going. So a lot of us actually lose the ability. We don't even know how to do that, how to listen before it's crisis mode, before we've like collapsed crying on the bathroom floor, not a real example. <laughs> but like how, how, how do you pay attention to the whispers rather than the shouts, I guess, if that question makes sense. Yeah, I would say <clears throat> I've definitely been there where, yeah, you have to push through um, and you hustle and you're like, I got to get this deal done. Sure. And you do it and you work. And then, yeah, at the end of it all, you're like, oh, okay, it was worth it. Everybody's happy, but I'm like dead to the world now. So right. it happens. There are times in life you have to hustle or you don't get ahead or you don't reach that goal. You do have to do that. But I would say 
It's a blessing and a curse. Um, I am very in tuned with my body. Not mm-hmm. all people are, but I feel, <laughs> ask my husband, I feel something. <laughs> and then I like, you know, we were just talking about it today. Like if I feel something going on or off, like I really feel it mm-hmm. and not everybody does. So it's a good thing, you know, to be aware of your health and whatnot, mm-hmm. but it's also annoying because you do, you feel everything. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, you know, but when you, yeah, when you know, okay, it's time. I just need to step away from this because it's just, it's making me anxious. It's making me so stressed out that I can't even perform my job properly. Right. Then that's mm-hmm. not good. So yeah, I just, I kind of circle back to the things that I know bring peace to me. Or feel very therapeutic, like my gardening. I, when I garden, I don't think about anything Mm. but digging in that dirt. And it's, it's amazing. Just, I think being in nature. And then also some nights I just, the end of the day, I'm like, I'm going to put my phone on the charger, take it away from me. And I'm going to cook. I'm going to turn some music on and I'm going to have a glass of wine and I'm going to cook. And like, that's so therapeutic for me too. So like, you got to find those things that Mm. do that for you. Yeah. And it sounds like there is that, that little through line of, of mindfulness. Like what are those things that you do? And you're just so in that moment, your brain isn't coming in with like, like, what ifs and anxiety and this is could go wrong. And are you sure? But you're just doing the thing. And Um, I gotta say, um, you know, we all, we get caught up in this, this, like, I don't even know how to describe it in one word, but we chase, you know, this dream, this goal. And we get so caught up in that where we, we forget to even like live mm-hmm. really. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's so good to never forget, like, what makes me happy? Like who's important in my life? Like, meet with people, you know, have those lunches and, you know, stay in touch. And I know life gets busy, but you still, you make it work and you, cause that's, what's important. Mm-hmm. And I think I realized that I'd say about like a few years ago, um, it really hit me, but as each year, as I got older, you know, when you lose people in your life that are close to you, you think nothing else even mattered but like moments and times that you spent with people that you loved. So it really changed my way of thinking like, yeah, work hard, make money, but people in my life are, and the things that make me happy are way more important than the dollar sign. So Mm -hmm. that's, I don't know, that's kind of been how I've been uh, thinking now, which is Mm. amazing. I love it. That's so good. No. And I think, you know, the, the positive psychologists have a ton of data that backs up, you know, this idea that when we think I will be happy when, and we set this thing, like, I'll be happy when I get the promotion. I'll be happy when I land those five clients. I'll be happy when my garden is complete. And, and that's just not how it works. Like, cause then our brain just moves the goalpost and we go, well, I've got the promotion. I feel the exact same you might get a boost. You might have that moment of like, hooray. And then 24 hours later, you're like, oh, right. 
And we forget so often it's yeah. not a, I will be happy when you're setting yourself up for failure. It just doesn't work like that. And, yeah. and, you know, I think, and I get caught up in that. I well, do. We all do. That's so yeah. normal. There's yeah. a reason that they've done studies on it because all of us do it. And they're, <laughs> those psychologists are like, Hmm, let's <laughs> dig into this a little bit. Let's see what's really going on here because we all do it and it doesn't work. It just doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. I guess at the end of the day, like if you're doing it for you, like if you're working so, so hard, tirelessly day in, day out, but you're doing it because for you and you want that and nobody else, then that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, but I guess you got to pick it apart and say, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Okay. So on that <laughs> sim, like kind of related ish question, sort of on this topic, but I'm like tangenting us. Yeah. I, I sometimes Still, I am a recovering people pleaser. And this can contribute to burnout sometimes, or or just it doesn't want to be burnout, but just not enjoying what I'm doing or not enjoying the journey, whatever, right? How how do you, who has a million things going on, like remember there's the Pilates, the real estate, the two restaurants, the growing up in an Italian family and eating lots of pasta. I don't even think I mentioned that. <laughs> but like, how do you speaking of staying true to like what makes you happy and what accomplishments are important to you, how do you stay grounded in that? And not the conditioning of like, what will make my parents proud? What will make my, obviously you're, you're married. So you have a partner and there's some, I'm sure negotiating around that because you can't just be like too bad partner. Like I don't give a shit what you want. Like you obviously as a good partner care and work together, blah, blah, blah. But like, how do you not get too sucked into the, what will people expect of me? What will make people happy? Especially knowing you're in a lot of service-based roles. I mean, your whole jobs in a lot of ways are making people happy. So how do you, yeah. How do you navigate that? Yeah, I, um, I definitely was a people pleaser and I, So I get that. Um, And I think I still kind of am, but I think I approach it differently now. And I don't even know at what exact point in my life where I like did that switch. Um, But I was burning out and I was like, oh my God, I'm saying yes to all these things and Mm -hmm. I'm doing all these things and it's not doing anything for me and my life and my family. And I'm just doing it to make people happy and truly nobody cares. Like, you know, so <laughs> they're I'm, all just living their own lives. Yeah. They're all just, I don't know. <laughs> so you reach a point and I don't even know, like I honestly trying, trying to think, but at some point in my life, I realized it's okay to like, in a way, like let somebody down because it doesn't work for you they will get over it. You know, um, you're not letting them down in the sense where like you say you're going to help somebody with something and then you don't, and you're not there for them. I just mean like, yeah, if somebody invited you somewhere or whatever you say no, because it's just your, you need that night to yourself. You just Mm. are like, I need to stay home alone right now, you know, or whatever it is Mm -hmm. to rejuvenate. It's okay to say no. They might be like, well, we're really going to miss you and this and Mm. that, but it's like, I'll see you. I'll see you soon or whatever it is. Um, But if I say I'm going to help somebody with something or be there for them, I always show up 
Cause that's, that's important. That shows your character. Mm-hmm. But I guess I just got to a point where and how I changed being a people pleaser to the way I am now, I guess I just, I move through life and um, do things and I'm genuine about it. So it's, mm-hmm. I guess I'm, I'm doing this for you. It's going to make you happy. And I'm so grateful for that. But I'm also, I genuinely want to be there for you or whatever the example is. Mm. Um, So I guess I just like, I don't know. I had this like switch off because it was burning me out. And I was like, at the end of the day, that whole, I would like replay my whole day, especially as a realtor or whatever. Um, I'd be like, wow, I know. I don't even feel like um, satisfied with my day. Like Mm. I did all these things and, you know, maybe everybody else is happy, but I wasn't. And so I said, I got to change that. And I got to start doing stuff that makes me happy or changing my choices. Mm. Well, and it sounds like what's in there too. You didn't say it, but like the hot topic that I hear a lot right now for people is boundaries. Like Actually, you have yeah. to be brave enough to disappoint people at times. I'm not saying all the time. I'm not saying when, like you said, you'll pick someone up at the airport and you're just like, nah, I can't be bothered. They're like, wait, no, I can't. Now I'm trapped here. I don't mean like that, but there yeah. are times where you, it's like, Hey, I know I said I was going to come to your, your dinner party tomorrow. I can't. And they will be disappointed. Like, you know, often when I talk about boundaries with, with people I work with, it, they, they kind of ask the question of like, well, how do I put boundaries in place and not piss people off? And I'm like, well, you don't like, that's not, that's not the equation. Like, hopefully they won't be, it'd be cool if they're not, but you actually have to be brave enough to be honest and genuine, right? Your word genuine and, and no, you can repair the relationship and stick to what is actually correct for you. And, and yeah, it's, and I'm not saying it's easy. Like I, I suck at boundaries. So I'm like, I get it. It's not, not easy. easy. It's not easy at all, but what's the alternative? Like, you want to do it all, but you remember, oh, I'm one person mm-hmm. and you got to just, I don't know. I got to a point where I was like, okay. I have my friends, my family and my partner and, you know, you want to be there for them and you just have to choose sometimes Mm -hmm. because like you're one person, you know, and yeah, more than ever now, I, I, I will choose going out or something because I want to hang out with my parents. They're like Mm -hmm. literally my best friends. They're, they're so amazing. They will do anything for me and Mm -hmm. I be there in a heartbeat for them. And you just have to, you just look at life differently, I guess, as you get older Mm -hmm. and you're like, uh, this is, this is life, Mm -hmm. you know, this is life. Actually recently, my uncle Gino, he lives in Arizona and Florida and, um, he was visiting and we were, you know, we were visiting at my parents' house. We were all sitting outside on the deck eating and he was there for about a week. And me and my husband were there like all the time. Cause I'm like, you're here in Windsor. And it's been a while with COVID and everything that like, we haven't been able to see him. So 
I was soaking in every time I could to share a meal with them, or I'd be like, Hey, I'm cooking tonight. And he said something to me. He's like, wow, Jen, like H, like it is just so, thank you so much. Like for you've cooked and you've done so much while I was here and you've been here so much. Like, I appreciate it. You guys are busy. And I said to him, well, this is life. And if it isn't, I don't know what is. Mm. It's, I don't know. I don't know what is, if that isn't life, I'm not sure I'm doing things wrong then. (laughs) So, so good. So good. So good. No, and it's true, right? How, I mean, I will catch myself in moments really savoring my kids. I mean, I, I, I think I'm in a peak as a parent when they're like teenagers, I have the distinct feeling I'm going to, I'm like, right now I'm like, Oh, you want to play dollies again? Oh, great. Oh God. Yeah. (laughs) Wait. So, so a lot of it for me is not my shining moment as parent, but there are these moments where I can just set it like sink in. And like, I, especially when we're playing outside and the dog is running around and it's like, yeah, you, you lock in like, this is the, the rest of it is important. I, I enjoy the fact that I pay bills. Like I like that I have money to live. That is great. And that is important. And I'm not advocating not doing that unless you want to go live off the grid in which gets like, you know, that is correct for you. You know, my answer, like, go for it. but you know, but there's these moments where you, you're like, Oh, this is what it's all actually like. And, and that's different for everyone. For some people that's going to be curled up with a good book in front of a fireplace. And like, Oh, this is, this is what it's about. But, but knowing what it is for you is I think, Oh, that's, that's the, that's the key. Right. Um, knowing. Yeah. What are those, if this isn't life, what is like knowing what that is for you? Oh man, that, that unlocks it. When you find that out, it's like, aha, this is. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, that's one of the reasons why I, I really discourage people, um, from worrying about their paid work being that it doesn't, you know what I mean? If you find out the thing that makes you feel alive is having dinner with your family. Great. You don't have to try to monetize that. You don't have to be like, how can I make cooking for my parents money? You don't, it's okay. (laughs) You can just be an accountant and then enjoy cooking for your family. Like those get to be different things. Your soul's purpose in the world does not have to overlap with your paid work. And in fact, sometimes it's really cool when it doesn't, because then you get to just savor it and do work that you doesn't make you want to, you know, pull your hair out. I don't think work should be miserable, but it it's okay. If you're like, yeah, I like my job and I love my garden. Great. Great. <laughs> How you like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So enough of me, like waxing point. This is about, this is about Jen. And I'm like, okay, everyone, here's my speech about work. Okay. So my last question for you, um, before we do lightning round, um, is what, you know, for those people out there who have nudges as well, they're like, Oh, I'm so interested in whatever X thing. Um, what would be an experiment that you would offer people for them to start figuring it out in their, their own life? Like what their hobbies could be, what their interests could be like, what, what is something 
a person at home could try just to like get unstuck and get unafraid and start like just following their, their nudges? Like, what would you suggest people do? Honestly, um, you just have to get out there and try something mm. like, cause even if you read about it and you're like, nah, that's not for me. Well, you didn't try it. Right. Mm. I never did Pilates in my life. And just that connection I found with ballet and, you know, the whole history of Pilates, I didn't, uh, I didn't know. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. I, I'm not going to continue my dance career because that's like a whole thing, right? You'd have to move away and stuff. And I was like, Mm -hmm. this is like, this is what I need to do right now. But I didn't know until I tried it. So I would say like, in your day-to-day meeting people, like get out there and do stuff. Um, and if you're not into that, that's okay too. read about it. But if something even sparks a little bit of interest in you, I'd say, try it. There's usually mm-hmm. an event in the city or something happening in the city uh, where you live that will have that. And if you don't try it, you'll never know. And even if you try it once, and you're like, yeah, this is, this is shit. It's not going <laughs> to, not going to work. Right. It's, does, it's not what I want. <laughs> and that's my yeah. yeah. That's I've done that before with things and yeah. But then, but then you get into this like dangerous uh, <laughs> thing that I'm in right now. You have so many interests <laughs> and then you're like, oh my God, shit. Like, how do I, what do I do? Like, I love this so much. And then like, sometimes I get into this spiral that I'm like, I need to make this into something. I need to make this my career. And I do, I have like a lot of goals and plans and I have books. I write my ideas down in, but I just have to choose my next thing and, and follow it through, you know, but it's tough when you try a lot of things and then you end up falling in love with all of them or close to all of them. It can be dangerous, but try it. You'll never know. Yeah. That's so good. (laughs) That's so good. Also, I'm so excited to hear more about your idea books at some point. We'll have lunch and (laughs) bring one of your books. (laughs) Okay. We are going to end with our lightning round so that people can get to know you really quickly with a few questions. Okay. Okay. Um, Before we do that though, if people want to hear more about you and all of the many things you do, where can they find you? So I am on Instagram um, and I am on Facebook as well. Jennifer LaCoyan. And I do have, I started a garden page, Jenny's Garden Club. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so if you're into gardening, you know, I just, the reason I started that was so many people would text me asking me, hey, Jen, when do I like put the seeds for this in? Or when do I plant this? Or what do I do? And I was like, okay, if I just start a page and then you can ask me there and I can share it with everybody. So good. yeah, you can find me on all those platforms. Okay. And we'll, I'll share the links for that as well. Okay. Okay. All right, Jen, lightning round. Ready? Okay. Okay. Question one. I'm nervous. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a test. (laughs) I mean, luckily you're not like, you know, campaigning for prime minister of Canada yet. Um, So I don't think we need to worry. Like, I don't, you know, I don't think no one's going to hold you to question one. 
sunrise or sunset? Sunrise. Question two, who is one of your heroes? Um, <sighs> maybe it is stressful. Honestly, no, <laughs> I have a few role models, but honestly, my dad, he oh. is just so, he's so good at everything. Mm-hmm. And um, even in like the most stressful situation, he just finds a way to just figure it out. And I just aspire to be like him. So good. Yeah. Uh, Coffee or tea? Coffee. If you could be any animal for a day, what would you be? Um, Something in the ocean. So like, yeah, I love the ocean. That's like on my downtime, I watch ocean documentaries. (laughs) Like I love, it's just interesting to me. So maybe like a, a cool sort of fish or something. Okay. Okay. Cool fish. Yep. <laughs> uh, if you could eat, if you had to eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would you pick? Pasta. But, oh yeah. <laughs> Very Italian. I like it. Okay. Good. Uh, meditation or yoga? Uh, yoga. Would it actually be Pilates though? Um, I do take the odd yoga class. Okay. Okay. Um, I do like it. So I always switch it up. I just need to be like active. I I find it really hard to sit and meditate. So I'm working on that. Okay. (laughs) To be fair, you, it sounds like you do practice mindfulness just with cooking and gardening. So you, that gets to count. We're, we're counting that. That's fair. Uh, if you won the lottery, what is the first thing you'd spend some money on? Ooh. I would, um, I'd probably finish this house so we could live in a, uh, not a disaster zone. <laughs> Jen <laughs> did give me a little, like a little tour of the kitchen. I, I get it. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> okay. But, um, and then I'd also probably help people that I know that maybe have like debts mm. and just to pay it off and they could start living life. You know, I know a lot of people are good people out there and, um, you don't want to be in debt. So I would probably do that. Yeah. So good. Uh, mountains or ocean? Ocean. Of course. That was clearly (laughs) the animal answer. That ties in. That is consistent. Uh, what is your dream vacation or travel destination? Um, I would definitely take a trip to Bali. Uh, our honeymoon, we did Thailand and I, um, I just loved Southeast Asia so, mm. so much that I would definitely want to do Bali mainly because I hear their spas are amazing. And I, I love the spa. <laughs> so <laughs> like yeah, I really want to make it there one day. Okay. Bali. Okay. Got it. And then winter or summer? Summer. I hate the cold and I okay. Hate yeah. <laughs> so your dream vacation is not like skiing in Colorado. Okay, cool. Nope. Uh, last question. If you had a billboard in every urban center across the world, what message would you put on that billboard? Be kind. Oh, I wish yeah. I could hug you. You're so love you. <laughs> Jen, oh, my friend, anything else that I didn't ask you that you wanted to shout from the rooftop today? Do we cover it? 
we covered a lot. I mean, I could talk to you for hours upon hours, you know, that. um, (laughs) no, we covered a lot, but I would just say like, um, you know, do things that make you happy. So Mm -hmm. if you haven't found that yet, keep trying, right. Keep trying things and then you will find something. You will find something that makes you happy. I don't know. (laughs) So good. This so is so awesome. Thank you. <laughs> oh, Jen, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out with me and talking about, oh, just, yeah, just exploring all of the things that light you up and not putting too much pressure on any of it. Just see what happens. Yeah. So good. I Thank you, my you. friend. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you.